welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. I'm your host, Reverend Robin. This podcast is companion to my first one, which is A Course in Miracles for Regular People, where we read and discuss the text of A Course in Miracles. In this podcast, we read and discuss the daily workbook lessons that go with the course. I love these lessons and what they do for me and I love to discuss them with others who are on their journey to atonement. There's several ways that you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat. I'm on Twitter at ACIMFOR. I'm on Facebook at A Course in Miracles for Regular People. My email is ACIMDWLFRP. That's A Course in Miracles Daily Workbook Lessons for Regular People. ACIMDWLFRP at gmail.com or you can simply go to anchor.fm and leave a voice message and while you're there if you'd like you can make a donation to support this podcast and I'd really appreciate that now let's get started with today's lesson good morning today is lesson 166 I am entrusted with the gifts of God. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. All things are given you. God's trust in you is limitless. He knows his son. He gives without exception, holding nothing back that can contribute to your happiness. And yet, unless your will is one with his, his gifts are not received. You won't receive them, even though he gives and gives and gives. If we don't open our hearts, open our minds, and receive and believe and allow, then the gifts are meaningless to us. Continuing, but what would make you think that there is another will than his? Here is the paradox that underlies the making of the world. This world is not the will of God, and so it is not real. Yet those who think it real must still believe that there is another will and one that leads to opposite effects from those that God wills. Impossible indeed, but every mind that looks upon the world and judges it as certain, solid, trustworthy, and true believes in two creators, or in one, himself alone, but never in one God. The gifts of God are not acceptable to anyone who holds such strange beliefs. The beliefs that either there is no God and we created ourselves in the world, or to believe that, okay, God exists, but we exist too, and God has a will, and we have a will, and our will can be stronger than God's will. So those are strange beliefs. The gifts that are not acceptable when we hold those beliefs are anything that can contribute to our happiness. 
It says that God gives without exception, holding nothing back that can contribute to your happiness. Continuing, he must believe, the person who has these strange beliefs, must believe that to accept God's gifts, however evident they may become, however urgently he may be called to claim them as his own, he must believe that he is being pressed to treachery against himself. And he must deny these, the presence of these gifts, contradict the truth, and suffer to preserve the world that he made. When we believe that there is no God and that we created the world and ourselves in order to preserve that, we must stay in this world and suffer the pain and the sorrow and the loss and the death. Continuing. <clears throat> Here is the only home he thinks he knows. Here is the only safety he believes that he can find. Without the world he made, he is an outcast, homeless and afraid. He does not realize that it is here that he is he does not realize that it is here he is afraid indeed, and homeless too, an outcast, wandering so far from home, so long away, he does not realize he has forgotten where he came from, where he goes, and even who he really is. This sounds like the story of the prodigal son that is in the Bible. He said, Father, I want my half of the inheritance now. So his father gave it to him, and he went off and lived this life and where he indulged in whatever he wanted and bought whatever he wanted and did whatever he wanted. And then he didn't have any money left, and he was outcast and homeless and feeding pigs and not even getting paid for it. And it says in the Bible that Eventually, he came to his senses. He was, he was lost. He had forgotten where he came from. Continuing, yet in his lonely, senseless wanderings, God's gifts go with him, all unknown to him. He cannot lose them. But he will not look at what is given him. And that reminds me of another story that I heard of a guy who was in another country. He grew up in another country and he just, he wanted to come to America and he scrimped and saved until he could afford the ticket on a boat. And it took all of his money and all he had was a, a few packs of crackers for the voyage and he rationed his crackers very, very carefully. And he saw all the people eating the delicious looking food that was there and then on the last day of the trip the captain approached the guy and he said may I ask you a question and the guy said sure what and he said is there a problem with the food I've noticed you haven't been eating much through the whole trip and the guy said well I know I doubt if there's anything wrong with the food it looks delicious but I don't have any more money so 
I just was eating the, the small amounts of food that I brought along with me. And the captain told him, Sir, the food on the ship was included with the price. But he didn't know. So he starved the whole, the whole trip. So with this, in his lonely, senseless wanderings, God's gifts go with him. The food is there. The food was there. It was free for him to take. He cannot lose these gifts. We cannot lose them, but we will not look at what is given us. Continuing, he wanders on, aware of the futility he sees about him everywhere, perceiving how his little lot but dwindles as he goes ahead to nowhere. Still he wanders on in misery and poverty, alone though God is with him and a treasure so great that everything that the world contains is valueless before its magnitude. We just keep wandering. We see futility and fear and loss. Everything is dwindling. There's not enough of anything. And still we wander on alone, even though God is with us. And in poverty, even though there is a treasure that is ours that is so great that everything that the world contains is valueless by comparison. Continuing, he seems a sorry figure, weary and worn in threadbare clothing and with feet that bleed a little from the rocky road he walks. There is no one who has not identified with him, for everyone who comes here has pursued the path that he follows and has felt defeat and hopelessness, even as this man is feeling them. Yet, is he really tragic when you see that he is following the way he chose and need but realize who, capital W, walks with him and open up his treasure to be free. All we have to do is to recognize who walks with us and then we can open up our treasures and be free. Continuing, this is your chosen self, the one you made as a replacement for reality. This is the self you savagely defend against all reason, every evidence, and all the witnesses with proof to show that this is not you. Heed them not. You go on your appointed way with eyes cast down lest you might catch a glimpse of truth and be released from self-deception and set free. It's our choice. We have chosen to live this way and we can choose to recognize God and that God has never left us and we have never left God. Continue. You cower fearlessly lest you should feel Christ's touch upon your shoulder and perceive his gentle hand directing you to look upon your gifts. How could you then proclaim your poverty in exile? He would make you laugh at this perception of yourself. Where is self-pity then? And what becomes of all the tragedy that you sought to make for him who God intended only joy? We're crazy. We're frightened to feel 
God's touch on our shoulder and to perceive this gentle hand directing us to look on our gifts. We want so much to have our reality be the real reality. And everything that happens to us here, we use as evidence. See, I told you this was real. My foot hurts. See, I told you this was real. Somebody just stole money from me. See, I told you this was real. Now I'm sick. And if we look instead at the gifts that God has for us, then all of this is not real. And we realize that we were just insane. And we don't want to be insane. Nobody wants to admit they're insane. What would become of all the tragedy that we sought to make for ourselves, for whom God intended only joy? Continuing, your ancient fear has come upon you now, and justice has caught up with you at last. Christ's hand has touched your shoulder, and you feel that you are not alone. You even think that the miserable self you thought was you may not be your capital I identity. Perhaps God's word is truer than your own. Perhaps his gifts to you are real. Perhaps he has not completely been outwitted by your plan to keep his son in deep oblivion and to go the way you chose without your true self. As we're practicing today's lesson, we are beginning to awaken and realize that we are entrusted with the gifts of God. God's will does not oppose. It merely is. It is not God that you have imprisoned in your plan to lose your true self. He does not know about a plan so alien to his will. There was a need that he did not understand, to which he gave an answer. That is all. And you, who have this answer, capital A, given, given you, have need no more of anything but this. When we receive this answer, we need nothing other than the answer. Now do we live, for now we cannot die once we have this answer. The wish for death is answered, and the sight that looked upon it now has been replaced by vision which perceives that you are not what you pretend to be. One walks with you who gently answers all your fears with this one merciful reply. It is not so. He points to all the gifts you have each time the thought of poverty oppresses you and speaks of his companionship when you perceive yourself as lonely and afraid. Yet he reminds you still of one thing more you had forgotten. For his touch on you has made you like himself. The gifts you have are not for you alone. What he has come to offer you, you must now learn to give. This is the lesson that his giving holds, for he has saved you from the solitude that you sought to make in which to hide from God. 
He has reminded you of all the gifts that God has given you. He speaks as well of what becomes your will when you accept these gifts and recognize that they are your own. The gifts are yours, entrusted to your care, to give to all who choose the lonely road that you have escaped. They do not understand, they pursue only their own wishes. It is you who teach them now, for you have learned of Christ. You have learned from Christ that there is another way for them to walk. Teach them by showing them the happiness that comes to those who feel the touch of Christ and recognize God's gifts. Let sorrow not tempt you to be unfaithful to your trust. Your sighs will now betray the hopes of those who look to you, to look to you for their release. Your tears are theirs. If you are sick, you but withhold their healing. What you fear but teaches them that their fears are justified. Your hand becomes the giver of Christ's touch. Your change of mind becomes the proof of who accepts God's gifts, can never suffer anything. You are entrusted with the world's release from pain. Betray it not. Become the living proof of what Christ's touch can offer everyone. God has entrusted all of his gifts to you. Be witness in your happiness to how transformed the mind becomes which chooses to accept his gifts and feel the touch of Christ. Such now is your mission, for God entrusts the giving of his gifts to all who have received them. He has shared his joy with you, and now you go to share it with the world. In the Bible, Jesus said, freely you have received, freely give. Take what we have learned from him and live it. Teach it by example. And people will come to expect of us the peace and the joy and the love that they so long for. We are entrusted with the gifts of God. God's trust in us is limitless. Our hands become the giver of Christ's touch. Our change of mind becomes the proof that anyone who accepts these gifts can never suffer anything. We are entrusted with the world's release from pain. Let's become the living proof of what Christ's touch can offer to everyone. Today, I wish you a day of receiving and giving the gifts of God.